It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Tuesday, June 21st. We're talking all things Brew Crew with our Brewers reporter, Adam McKelvey. Adam, uh, thank you very much for the time, and it seems like you're doing well, and it seems like you're doing better than the team is right now. This (laughs) nine-game West Coast trip has not gone well. As we speak today on this Tuesday, they are one and six in the first seven games of the series. Uh, Three of the six losses by a single run. Uh, two of those three in walk-off fashion, so it's been a lot of heartbreak mixed in with all the L's. Uh, they've got two more in Oakland beginning tonight, and then they are back home. But does the team absolutely need to to win these next two games in Oakland, not just one but both, to salvage uh, anything positive from this nine-game road trip? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I think they'll still continue to play. Even if they lose both of these games, they'll still play the rest of the schedule. But it certainly would be a boost. It's been a tough trip. And it's been sort of an equal mix of uh, lopsided games and, as you said, heartbreaking games. Uh, And it's been a couple of chinks in the bullpen armor. And and that bullpen we've talked about, Matt, on these podcasts has been a real positive for this team. And they're kind of getting healthy again. Remember, they had Corey Knable on the DL. He was supposed to be a big piece for them. Uh, Michael Blazik. Uh, had pitched well, then he went on the DL. He's back, but now Knebel went down because he just hadn't been sharp. Um, so there still is a little bit of flux happening there. And in some of these, as you said, walk-off losses, it's been guys like Tyler Thornburg, who not just hasn't allowed any runs, he's been getting everybody out. Until his last walk-off loss, he'd retired 36 of 38 batters. Um, so, look, close games, I, I think by nature, they're going to fall on the bullpen. So it's not as if these guys are, are getting crushed right now, but they've been used a lot. They've been counted on and been reliable in some very close games. And now on this trip, there have been a couple of games that have gotten away. So uh, in that sense, a couple of clean games here in Oakland, um, some good contributions from some of those late-inning guys, it would be a boost before they head back home. Yeah, not that 3-6 and six is anything to, you know, hang your hat on, but it's certainly better than 2-7 and seven or, you know, possibly 1-8, and eight, which are both, uh, you know, possibilities at this point as they are just 1-6 and six through the first seven. So we'll see uh, what happens in Oakland. And uh, you mentioned that, you know, the bullpen, which had been a strong point and still is, it's just they had a couple of hiccups. You know, Will Smith, I believe, the other night gave up a, a late-inning game-tying homer. Uh, you know, Thornburg uh, had some missteps. Uh, Jeffress, I believe, gave up a run on the road for the first time this season. So it's all kind of coming together at once where guys are slumping at the same time. It's led to six losses in seven games out west. We'll see if they can turn things around uh, beginning tonight against the A's. And, uh, Adam, despite the uh, 2-1 loss on Sunday, a lot of positives for uh, Matt Garza. Uh, six scoreless innings, uh, but to be fair, he did have, I, I counted, at least three Incredible defensive plays behind him uh, that day. Now, only two Ks that day for Garza. So, when you put the whole thing in the blender, the great defense behind him, the six scoreless, but only two strikeouts, how do you assess 
the positive and maybe not quite as positive for Matt Garza that day? Well, well I, definitely a step forward, and he refers to it kind of as a, a step in his progression. Uh, remember, the, the larger context is what happened to Matt Garza last year where it was a, really a nightmare from start to finish, removed from the rotation in early September, and he declined the invitation to pitch out of the Brewers' bullpen and sort of uh, had an ugly exit uh, before going home to California. Um, he is sort of back. He's hit the reset button. All that stuff is kind of in the rearview mirror. And he was efficient and, and effective. And, yes, he did have help from the defense. It was all three of the Brewers' starting defensive players made a, a great play. Uh, Ryan Braun and Ramon Flores on throws. Kirk Neuenheis on a really nice catch. Um, and um, that certainly helped Garza keep his pitch count down. But on top of that, he pitched well. And I think he was really encouraged after that game about that outing. And as uh, Scooter Jeanette, who, who gave the Brewers the only run in that game with a homer, said, you know, that's important because this is a guy they need. If, if they are going to hang around, and we've talked about them maybe being a little bit better, at least uh, going into this road trip, a little bit better than, than expectations were coming into the season, if that's going to continue, Garza is going to have to be a big part of it uh, because they have had struggles at other points in this starting rotation. Uh, so he's their big money guy. He's their established guy, and they need him to perform well. Now, Adam, uh, the timing of Garza's return is interesting because this kind of coincides with uh, the slump for about the last three starts now of uh, Jimmy Nelson. Now, he was yeah. undisputedly the team's best starter in the first two months of the season, April and May, but the wheels have really come off here in June. Uh, the number's not good. Three starts, three losses, a 9-6-9 ERA. But what's interesting is that, as you recently wrote, Nelson's stat cast metrics on his, you know, his fastball, his slider in particular, are quite good. Uh, the spin rate is there, and uh, you know, according to StatCast and those metrics, he's throwing a more effective slider now than he did in April and May when the numbers were better. So what do we make of all this? You know, he, he's struggling, but the, the stuff, at least uh, in terms of StatCast, is still very much in his favor. How do you kind of reconcile what he's going through right now? Well, that is the that is the sixty four thousand dollar question, and I don't, you know, I think it's an example of with the advent of Statcast, I think we just need more data. You know, this is year two where this is in every ballpark, and players are to varying degrees interested in in what this data says. But as Jimmy Nelson explained to me, it's one thing to know the data; it's another thing to uh, diagnose how do I get from where I am to where I want to be. You, you know, I don't. I don't know that you can say I want to get my spin rate to X number um, and then implement that with bullpen sessions, et cetera. I think there's still a gap there in terms of turning this data into real-world results. Um, but it's a very interesting new element because it is, as you said, it's a, it's a new way to kind of look at what a guy is doing. And Jimmy Nelson's slider has been a big pitch. His curveball um, and his slider, he has used them more. And as we speak, now he's going to pitch in a couple of hours, and, and this could change, but, but no one's made put a, ball, a slider in play against Jimmy Nelson yet this month, and yet the numbers are really ugly. It's a ERA approaching 10. So what does it all mean? You know, I, I don't think we necessarily know yet. I think it's, uh, it, it's part of the learning stat cast. Coaches, players, too, are learning what information is useful and what information is just interesting. Um, and there's a, a sort of a fine line between that, and they're all kind of learning as they go. 
Yeah, it's this, it's this uh, spectrum of the old school and the new school. You know, it's cool to look at the spin rate and the exit velocity off a player's bat on a certain pitch. And But like you said very well, in fact, is it's one thing to have that data, have those numbers, but how to implement it into results and how to figure things out when, you know, when things are going right, when things are going wrong. That's kind of the next step in this, uh, this you know, era of stat cast that we're in. So that's kind of where we're at here with uh, Jimmy Nelson. But, uh, you know, Adam, to the naked eye, just watching this guy independent of stat cast and metrics and spin rate and all those wonderful things, you know, quite simply, what is it with him? Is, he, is it a case of he's falling behind? He's relying on one pitch too much. Uh, you know, confidence isn't there. Velocity's down. What, what is it with, with him right now? No, I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't know that there's an easy answer. Uh, his, his signature pitch is the sinker. That's his best pitch. And he is throwing that pitch less, and it is getting hit harder. Uh, so, so there's one thing that stands out as a problem. But, but again, the, the, the issue is, well, how do you take that information and fix it? And that is uh, what they are kind of struggling with right now. And I don't know that they know exactly the answer to that. He insists the confidence is there. He was talking to me about his last start in San Francisco, and it's one of those games, I think it was eight runs, six earned, eight hits. It was not a good outing in the box score, but he feels it was one of those games that was better than the numbers say. Um, And he talked about the hardest hit ball was a liner right back to him. Uh, They got an out on it. Uh, The fact that they committed four errors with him on the mound, one of them was Nelson himself, but the defense could have helped him in certain situations like they helped Matt Garza in that other game on the trip. So there was a little bit of context in his most recent outing. He feels like he has been down. His misses have been all down and that if he keeps doing that, he's going to be okay and, and come out of this. So it's a, it's a big start. Again, we're a couple of hours away as we speak, Matt, from a start against Sonny Gray in a great ballpark to pitch in in Oakland. So it's a, uh, it's a big night for Jimmy Nelson. I think to sort of gain a foothold here in June he would love to be able to go into the all-star break with a little momentum because, as you said off the top, he has been their best, most reliable starting pitcher, and they need him to get back to that. Yeah, hopefully this is just uh, an aberration, uh, a slump these last three starts, and we're going to learn a lot tonight as the Brewers take on the A's in the first of two. Jimmy Nelson on the mound looking for his first uh, quality start in the month of June. Uh, Adam, to wrap up here, let's get some updates on some guys rehabbing in AAA, you know, this is usually a time when, you know, you talk about a guy that's struggling and he's down in AAA, you know, you get the update and, oh, he's, you know, he's pitching well and the numbers are there and he's, he's on his way back. Unfortunately, you look at the numbers for Taylor Youngman and Willie Peralta, and yes, they're in the very thin, unforgiving air of Colorado Springs, but that can only be a part of the equation. Right now, the numbers just are not good for uh, Youngman and Peralta, and it seems like right now they're off to very bumpy beginnings uh, down there at AAA trying to rediscover what they once had. Well, and, and Taylor Youngman has now been moved. They've sent him to the team's facility in Phoenix to kind of take a mental break from pitching, and how long this goes remains to be seen. David Stearns, the GM, said a couple of weeks, and they're still trying to decide whether he'll pitch in rookie league games down there or just sort of throw bullpens and kind of get his mind clear a little bit so it has been a kind of an amazing fall for Taylor Youngman when you consider his performance after getting called up last June uh, really into through August he was a really good pitcher for this team and he has just absolutely fallen off the face of the earth since then very discouraging and legitimate questions about who 
this guy is going to be. Is this a good pitcher going through a slump, or was the aberration of those couple of months last year when he came up and he just doesn't have the, the stuff to consistently get out in the big leagues? That is an open question. To be, you know, that's we're not being fair unfair if we say that that he is not a known commodity. As far as Willie Peralta, um, look, he the, the expectations need to be a little tempered. And Craig Council has said you can't just look at, at the box scores. You need to look beyond that. So they're looking more closely at the reports they get from Fred Dabney, their AAA pitching coach, who is a top minor league coach um, in terms of how Willie Peralta threw the ball because weird things happen in Colorado Springs. It's a big field. It's windy. As you said, it's got the thin air. It is, it's just like Coors Field where games can go wacky really quick and you need to look for, again, context instead of just looking at the box scores. So that's what they're looking at for Peralta. And I think they're too early to start making judgments on, on what's happening with him. But it illustrates this is a bad situation for the Brewers. They were the only team without a AAA club, and Colorado Springs was the only AAA club without a, 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 a big league team. They were forced together. This is not where the Brewers want to be. It is not a good place when you want to send a pitcher down to get right. It's, it's pretty much the worst place you can send them. And I think it illustrates the, the problems they've had with their starting pitchers this year, that problem, because they're sending them into a bad situation. And as Youngman showed, it's, it's really tough to get right when you're going to a place where it's incredibly difficult to pitch. A lot of questions right now with Milwaukee Brewers starting pitchers, but uh, not a lot of answers, at least uh, at the moment. Perhaps we'll have some at this time next week when we, when we do it all over again. Adam McKelvey, thank you so much for the time. That is our Brewers reporter. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.